Hello guys, welcome to Drinks on Jack. Shots fired, shots fired. We are under attack by Woo! Jack. Woo! Um, I'm Jack and... I'm Garrett. Uh, welcome to this little pilot first episode of the Drinks on Jack's podcast. So what this is about is um, we're going to... We're just going to pour ourselves a cocktail, have that cocktail, talk a little bit, sing a little bit, do random stuff. It's kind of like a variety. We're just here to have fun. Here to have fun, and we can talk about whatever we want, so you are at our behest. Yeah, so it'll be like um, sometimes serious and sometimes just like just stupid. But, you know, that's what that's what it is. So um, if you're listening to this right now, enjoy it because we're going to get into some cool shit. Yeah, grab a bowl of cereal, preferably Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, like if you're not drinking, have a cereal or something. Just enjoy your midnight munchies or midnight drinkies and all that. <laughs> it's like, Kerchew, I had one too many bowls, wink wink. Yeah, it's just like that meme. It's like Lightning McQueen. And when you had too many bowls and it wasn't cereal, Kerchew. Kerchew! <laughs> uh, uh, props to anyone who gets that reference. So, um, so first things first, uh, when I messaged Garrett about what we're doing this podcast... He brought up a topic that um, happened recently that ca- had me interested. Um, you want to introduce that? Yeah, um, a lot of people, you know, nowadays have Google ads or like Google News, or they use Facebook for a news source, or they still use cable. And one thing that I've been finding out a lot about um, recently on Facebook is the James Webb Telescope being launched. Right. Um, right. I thought it was going to launch around December eighteenth, but it, it ended up being shot into space. On the 25th, last month in December, Christmas Day, and a wonderful Christmas present for the human race is just to get to have a telescope, a new, a brand new, much larger telescope than the Hubble, um, launched into space so that we can kind of see deep, deep into space. This time, five times more, many times more deep. Dude, it's like technology. I mean, te- when has technology not peaked? We're in like, we're now in 2022. Happy New Year's, by the way, everybody. Happy New Year's. Um, cheers, everybody. We just cheers. You didn't see it, but we just did. It was so, magical. Yeah, it was a magical cheers. But yeah, um, and that caught my interest as well. And speaking of technology has peaked, you know, of course, like, it's like um, sending that, if I'm not mistaken, it's a fucking robot thing to Mars, right? Yeah, they have sent various rovers to yeah. Mars so far, from what I'm aware of. Yeah, exactly. There's even been, like, I think tragic stories of those, like, dying batteries out there. But other than that, this uh, this telescope one, it, it looks pretty amazing. I've already looked it up. and We'll learn a lot of new things. Speaking of Mars, Jack, as well, Mars is on the almost opposite side of the sun during orbit from Earth. So what, what we see and what we get from Mars is sent across a monumental amount of space. No shit. Millions of miles. So if we were to ever send people to Mars, it would be quite quite the feat, I believe, for sure. Dude, seriously. And in full disclosure, I am like, Garrett knows a lot more about this shit than I do. I'm mostly a film, music, TV, entertainment industry type of guy. He's more like the space... Um, Geography? Am I saying that? <laughs> love, I would love to teach like geography to kids yeah, or college students. Yeah, that'd be a dope major to study upon on as well. And um, of course, just to establish, this is like a we do have some drinks. You know, it's just to have be happy, fun little drunks entertaining you, sober minds or drunken minds. It's like you're essentially partying with us. <laughs> Philosophically, we're awesome, and you're awesome for listening. Yeah, exactly. But no, I I was wanting to do more uh, research on that. Because I saw a video before. It's where they launched a... It's on YouTube. I don't know the YouTuber per se, but they launched, I think, garlic bread into space. Ooh, yum. Yeah, and then they (laughs) brought it back down to see how uh, fresh it is. (laughs) I'm sure it would be quite... uh, I I, I don't know how to say this, like dehydrated or just extremely... uh, Like freeze-dried food. Like That's what the astronauts have to take into space sometimes. Right, yeah. Okay, see, it's the thumbnail here that I'm showing. It's like they sent garlic spread, uh, garlic bread to the edge of space. It's by Tom Scott. Shout out to him. And it's like a five-minute video. Just It's a simple search on YouTube. And they just sent it up there to, um, to just test the freshness, I think. And oh. it's beautiful to look at. 
You know, when it's out of the atmosphere, you think if it comes down from the atmosphere, it would fucking burn up or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I've seen a video like that, uh, something similar with you, and something about the whole, like, I, I didn't know you mean with a balloon, like a balloon, like, just to the edge of space above the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Above um, the stratosphere and whatnot, way up there. Yeah, they, um, when I'm looking at the, uh, I know, we're not on camera at the moment, we're just audio. Just uh, search it up and picture it, and you'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, I feel you guys. <laughs> I'm actually a purple dragon in real life, so just imagine that. Yeah, exactly. Imagine this is just like an acid trip. We're not really human. Are any of us really human at this point? <laughs> we're all slaves to the company store. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, and I just saw them, they were eating it, and they're like, okay, it's good. They just wanted, they had it strapped down in like a... Zip ties, <laughs> whatever they tied it in. Good deal. That just, the whole James Webb telescope thing just reminded me of that. You know, it made me segue into more relatable shit on that as well. You know what else is relatable? Um, speaking of the upper atmosphere, there was this gentleman on YouTube. I totally forgot his, his YouTube name, unfortunately. But he rode a, um, this motor that had a spinning fan behind it, and he was a good 15,700 feet in the air. And he, every time he recorded the video of himself with the GoPro or whatever, he'd have to take his gloves off. And he's like, it is so cold up here. And it was like six degrees once he got to about like 1,500, 15,000 right. feet. Holy fuck. I bet. <laughs> a, a lot like the uh, the garlic bread video where they're just launching something into space, only it's this time it's much lower elevation and it's just a guy. Yeah, we're all essentially garlic bread frozen into space. But when we come back... We're fresh as fuck anyway for everyone's consumption. Yeah, I don't know what, what I'm essentially getting at with this. <laughs> We're all garlic bread. <laughs> science is a great topic. Speaking of science, I have a little lab experiment here. It's all audio for Jack. So first, for a quick second, um, Jack has this beautiful microphone. I'm going to click uh, a pen gear pen close to the microphone and compare it to another pen that came from an, an orthodontist's office. So here we go. Ready? First one. This is the pen gear pen. It's blue. Oh, I saw a sound wave clicking. And then this is this is pen B from the orthodontist office. And this way, Jack can hold this pen, and I can hold my pen, and we can just click away to the microphone. Yay! <laughs> this is this is either um this is either ASMR or just really really bad ear rape but either way it's you know i like what garrett was because i just got this a uh, yeti microphone for christmas and yeah it gets criticized in some videos it's like oh fuck yeah it's great others it's like what the fuck no <laughs> but this was a great christmas present i'm counting my blessings this is a beautiful beautiful mic shout out to my uh sister for getting me this blue is a good brand yeah, even though this is a black microphone, technically, I got a, I have another blue white snowball. It's just a blue. Uh, blue microphones are great in general, really. I've never been much of a microphone fanatic and an aficionado, but I do love a good Shure S H U R E microphone for harmonica. Yeah, those Ooh. for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure, I just said for sure. It gives you that kind of kind of like depth of like the crunchy 50s tone sort of like the she bop loo bop da, ba, da. oh yeah no doubt and yes your experts for sure can mm. uh relate to that sort of amazement <laughs> of that harmonic action too i have a question for jack here if i may inter intervene do it who who if you could take over the body and singing voice of mike Patton from faith no more or anthony kiedis from red hot chili peppers who would you embody uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. First off, I knew uh, I've known Red Hot Chili Peppers way more, and I discovered a Faith No More on a rock band, one per se, and that's the epic song, and that's that's what I got into their music from there. But I um I sang a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers at karaoke, mm -hmm. so that's why I'm like, and I was in a karaoke contest, and I got third place for that for singing a Suck My Kiss by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh, good and song. I just love, you know, I just love that band in general. And um, my karaoke ass is like, uh, I need, I can't get too fucked up or I'll suck. But I have to have one drink just to build up the courage. And you're, pr 
you guys are probably thinking, oh, this guy has to drink to do things. Yeah, essentially, you know, we all have to drink to do something once we grow up. It's it's called depression. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little hair of the dog every now and then. Oh, yeah, no shit. And uh, we recorded this on uh, New Year's Day, actually. And I was uh, I work at a liquor store. And that's... Good man. And it was not busy at all. New Year's Eve, it was busy as fuck. Like, holy fuck, I made great tips and shit. But New Year's Day, we only had like a select few customers come in. I bet you had lines out the door. Oh, man, it, that was New Year's Eve for sure. Uh, on New Year's Day, it's like everyone was uh, recovering, right? Uh, my coworkers, I was kind of, I like had a, I had more sugary drinks, which is not often for me. Be, um, so when I had that, I had like a stomach hangover type shit. It's like a, it's a wicked bad tummy ache for drinking sugary shit. <laughs> what would you say if you can get a life supply of any particular beverage of alcohol, it could be anything that has alcohol in it. Lifetime supply, man. What would you select? Well, now I think about it. I am a huge caramel freak. I love caramel, caramel, however you say it. Mm-hmm. That is, I would maybe the Smirnoff. Kiss caramel. I mean, I love flavored shit. And uh, by the way, Garrett and I are we have we have like a half gallon of Fleshman's and Seven Up. It's our cheap setup. It's alcohol. We don't judge. We just drink. We don't judge. We just drink. Put, so put that but, on a T-shirt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Going back to Garrett's question, I would definitely go with like a caramel vodka of some type. Like, well, I first start off with UV blue. I mean. Hey, if you all know UV Blue, you know that was like your worst high school experience. <laughs> if I may say, I believe that a caramel nice, especially like a, a little bit higher end Smirnoff, would be really delicious if it had caramel mixed with like a green apple juice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Maybe even something as far out there as like a raspberry cranberry ocean spray um, mixture. That would be really enjoyable. I'm, I, I Personally, raspberry anything is my ultimate fruit flavor uh, preference. Fucking A. Comment we, below your favorite fruit fruit juice. Yes, please. This goes on Spotify and YouTube and um, iTunes and so on. So yeah, comment below what your favorite is and we can relate because we drink whatever gets us drunk. <laughs> That's the standpoint. Agreed. Even though I'm not a huge raw dark whiskey kind of guy. I love dark tequila. I love dark rum. Yeah. But like a, a good old-fashioned whiskey or bourbon, I really have to be ready and prepared for that if I'm doing it shots or whatever. I was going to say, Maya, I'm essentially more of a vodka guy when it if I choose right away. Mm. I'm more of a clear, less calorie, clear vodka and water. And then, you know, I like whiskey and rum and, and even tequila on more special occasions. Um Let's be real. <laughs> Make and, it lengthy and, and, and high proportion and quality. Yeah. And um, for those of you uh, non-alcoholics that are putting up with this topic, I am sorry, but this is what Drinks on Jacks also kind of is. But it's not just what we talk about. We're not alcoholics. Right? Right? No. <laughs> Shh. At, Shh. At least don't. on the bright side, we, we don't have to worry about all the stoners out there and all the legal states right now because of like – Literally, I had no clue New Jersey legalized marijuana. Lo and behold, like no one shit. of my favorite YouTubers, L.A. Beast, is located out of um, New Jersey, L.A. Beast. And he he's like, <laughs> as soon as it was legalized earlier this year or some sometime, he was like, I'm legally stoned while doing this uh, spicy challenge for a mukbang. Oh, shit. He's in New Jersey? I believe so. He he mentioned that he was at least visiting in there. I can't remember. If I he just lives there. realized you showed me that like last week, I think, right? And like, because Garrett and I watch a lot of a uh, mukbangs and like yeah, mukbangs and like Mastoni like uh, food eating competitions and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know we're into, it makes us hungry. We like it. <laughs> we just like uh, seeing competitive eating. It just looks really challenging (laughs) nothing like the consumption of something that is very key and and important for a human body to consume is delicious food yeah i for one could never ever do a food challenge i would die even if i was on a hunger strike and um yeah that is wild i think another good topic that i would like to interject with is um jack has been portraying himself as 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 a musician recently and, and and successfully so and very much of his uh, different types of genres that he likes to touch upon um, and things that you want to eventually get into um, in the musical field. Can you can you speak about that? We have um, – so I have musicians' family in my blood. And I thought 
as a kid, I want to be a cook and I want to be a musician. But then for a long while in high school, I wanted to be a filmmaker. But now I'm 20, uh, fast forward, I'm now 26. It is the start of 2022. And my buddy Brian Sanders and I just made a, this electro pop fucking hyper unique musician band together. And, and why I, I just wanted, ever since then, I felt like, you know what? Why do I want to just do the average country, rock, metal? I mean, not dissing. I love all kinds of music, really. You know, I do. But my thing that I'm pursuing is just like unique. It's like pop electro techno um mark rebier type shit shout out if you know that guy mark rebier uh, yes. bo burnham we're inspired by that guy as well and even fucking clown court if you know them shout out to you as well that's my inspirations bro and ever since then i'm like you know what i enjoy doing this type of shit so why not just be unique even though it's gonna take you longer than usual to fucking get yourself shouted out to the fucking world because like oh this isn't the average shit i don't know it, it's gonna take you a while to get famous but it'll take luck it's like yeah sure i agree but also i mean we have to we the people need to open ourselves more to a variety of music jack is a very cherishable musician and very relatable i think too <laughs> thank you extremely importante um also jack i had a quick question to ask you do this is silly science with garrett silly science oh silly science time <laughs> question can humans wear a single glove as a hat? And B, and if so, would it make them look like a Sesame Street character? And C, if so, which character would they be from Sesame Street if they wore a glove on top of their cranium? Would they look like Ralph or Jimmy or Grover? I made two of those names up. You comment below which names I made up, Ralph, Jimmy, or Grover. You might guess right. And if you do, you get five hit hit points from Mario. I say hit points. Like Mario hit points are like a five hit, five tokes from uh, from your pipe or whatever. Either way, just congratulate yourself if you have found yourself comprehending that as much as I did and tried the first time. You know what I heard, Jack? What? I heard that Mario and Luigi, not so much Luigi and Peach, but Mario is actually the Boston Strangler from 1963. And I just what? made that up. Wait, oh, you just made... Mario was the Boston Strangler, though, in my dreams, which are um, unbelievable. Jack, you should tell us about one of your dreams, We should bro. call this, like, a... We should make a segment on this called, like, a fake news, where it's like, hey, did you know that this happened? Not really. We just made it up. But it really did. Because it happened in our minds. It's essentially dreams, right? Wait a minute. I'm engaged. That sounds phonetical. Who's gauge? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> engaged. No. Dude. Dude, if we could describe our dreams, that could be like a five-hour podcast on its own. If I could remember every bit of it. Sometimes you remember your dreams. If you really think hard enough, right? And sometimes you're like, oh, fuck. What did I dream about last night? Because partially, oh, shit. That, that was a shitty nightmare, so I don't really want to remember. But I remember nightmares, too. It's just really – it's complex to explain to me, right? It's, it's complex. Our brains are such fascinating things within themselves. And the things that they can create I is just, to me, so outlandish that I can only accept it and just move along when I'm awake. Dude, can you think of – can you think really quick of, like, one of the most memorable dreams that you can, like, speak about? Yes, if I may really quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I had one dream, the, the initiate, this was probably two years ago, max and I, REM deep sleep. I was basically, uh, uh riding along cause a lot of our dreams were flying along, uh, looking at landscapes or looking at buildings or something. I was, um, looking at this mansion that was in the middle of nowhere. It could have been Texas. It could have been Connecticut for all I know. It could have been Australia or, uh, even Greece or somewhere cool like Turkey, I was scanning along the, the, the side of the mansion, and I ended up being a part of this huge cooking crew that was partially housed outdoors, and we were chopping like, like red onions and stuff. But it was a very generalized, uh, broad vis- visualization in my dream. The next thing I know, I'm driving along the mansion at nighttime as opposed to daytime, um, just looking at the, the side of it. It was like a tan 
um, almost like stucco wall exterior. And it was very fascinating. But the thing that got me with, with the entirety of the dream was just the lights in the distance. No shit. In the darkness spanning across landscapes. It was very, very lovely. I would love to have that dream again. Maybe someday or some extension of that. Oh, I feel you, bro. That's a that's another thing. Um, recurring dreams. Those have happened. I wouldn't say in like the same plot line and story context. I think I don't remember that much, but I do have recurring dreams. I have recurring nightmares, actually. You know, it's like so. One thing is I don't like spiders. That is one of my fears for sure. Like they're they're beautiful to photograph and they're cool. And nice little leg puppers, sure, but like, fuck, no. <laughs> I just, it's like they're just creepy to look at. And I have a lot of dreams that like involve spiders crawling all over the fucking place, and I'm trying to just step around them, right? Dark and foreboding, indeed. By the way, um, that is, a, uh, you have written so many large expanses of paragraphs communicating with me your darker experiences with dreams and whatnot. And sometimes they can be very pleasant, but sometimes it's just sickening, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. You know, Gary and I have been friends since... 2017 summer? Yeah, you re- you remember better. Yeah, we have, we have been pretty much best pals for a long time now. And we have text corresponded a lot of our crazy fucking minds and dreams together. So it's, it's projecting our experiences onto you, <laughs> per se. One must only project in life and to create other experiences with others that they can grow upon and find feature-length films of happiness with throughout the day. Because each day is like a feature-length film. It might be extremely riveting. It might be extremely off-putting or boring. Boring is definitely my go-to for my days, and I love it. Right, right. Oh, my God. I see something. Stop the presses. Stop the presses, folks. We have a random harmonica improv coming up with Garrett. Here, here. So before I start, I am no expert at harmonica or mouth harp. This is a diatonic ten-hole harmonica. But I just wanted to let you all know that I am much more of a percussionist and not very well akin to memorizing what notes are. I do know that this is probably a G note. And this is a high G note, unless I'm mistaken. Like I said, I am no percussionist. Anyway, I'm going to stop the nonsense and go really quick. beautiful shit bro i i need to get into more harmonica for sure without a doubt liquid confidence on both ends and i appreciate you jack for being my inspiring podcast host here's jack h on beautiful ukulele yeah and i just started learning this vaguely so here we go i know basic chord. Stunning etude on both parts. Yeah. And that's what this Drinks on Jack show is. It's going to be like a random fucking uh, improv music. So enjoy that. Um, yeah, that was, was like, it's, that's a weird thing. It's like, I was doing it with my finger. That's what she said. I was, um, I started out, I started out with a pick on ukulele, which is like, what? Why? You just play with your uh, index finger and shit. 
It's like, yeah, true, but I want to start on the pick. I'm not much of a finger guy. Oh, my God. This is all that's what she said. <laughs> Sounds like the ultimate soothing instrument. Like, if I was about to fly to Hawaii right now, like, yeah. especially Kauai. Kauai. <laughs> in, in western Hawaii, that, that city or that island has the exact same amount as our Wyoming city Casper has in population nearly. No shit. I was wondering that. And speaking of which, um, that was another thing we were going to talk about. I was like, if we went to, I, I know, I know a few friends that have lived at Hawaii, you know, there's been, um, word of mouth like, Oh, it's cheap. Oh no, not fucking really. It's more pricey. I've heard more that it's pricey to live there anyway. For a beachfront property in Hawaii, one must have a set amount of income. And uh, I hear high apartment high rises in Honolulu are very expensive and spur of the cuff. Like you had better have a good investment before you move into these, which is understandable because Hawaii has such a limited amount of uh, real estate and whatnot, which I, I really do respect it as an island and the, the whole Kamehameha, Kamehameha culture. <laughs> of um, I cannot... For the love of me, I love Hawaiian culture, but I cannot say Hawaiian. I words. thought you. I thought you were like uh, making a Dragon Ball Z joke for a second. <laughs> Kamehameha. I, I think. That, <laughs> who knows? That might even stem from Kamehameha, the the, the old older like I think pre eighteen hundreds king of Hawaii. No, I've always been interested. I spent a, I spent one of my Christmases in uh, California in my hometown. Um, around Santa Barbara and shit. And it's like, wow, this is the most summery Christmas I have ever fucking had. <laughs> I and I, I think as well as you, Jack, we're both heat guys. We would live in I I personally would live in Tucson, Arizona over Oh yeah. Dealing with six to nine months of winter. Yeah, I will say this right now. I am an I am not a winter person. Fuck the winter. I want I don't care if I get heat exhaustion. And I know global warming is all a thing and shit, but I'd rather live anywhere that isn't winter. I want clear roads, hot sun, and just the ability to drive shirtless in a fucking limousine or something like that. It's just so much more convenient to have heat because the worst yeah. thing that'll happen is your tires will melt. Will melt. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's like if you break down in the middle of the road, I'd rather be I'd rather be scorching in heat than freezing and shivering and hyperventilating. You know, I mean, yeah, I'll be hot as fuck and dehydrated, but it's I don't want to be freezing to death. In our country, water is a commodity, as with every other country. But at least we know if I'm living in downtown Tucson, Arizona, hypothetically, I'm going to have access to cold water most of the time, at least if not half the time. Go to the grocery store, buy a bunch of ice cold water, freeze it. I hear that people who are living in like Tucson or like Houston or New Orleans, New Orleans is coastal, which must be very nice. Right. Um, or LA um, or Miami. People who are taking their frozen groceries in the back of their SUVs have to drive home abruptly, very quickly before the, the frozen <laughs> yeah. groceries melt. And we don't have necessarily that same problem in Wyoming, which um, we're all here, here for each other, especially if you live in guadalajara or jordan um asia we all deal with heat and we all deal with uh, the cold the colder moments too here and there uh, it, depending on geography yeah i didn't i don't know if i mentioned we are we're wyomingites we live in wyoming and um uh christmas this christmas in 2021 has not been much really in terms of snow, it was like the cleanest, um, softest Christmas, really. <laughs> it, it really was. Um, we, uh, for the first time, and I know if we have any Chicagoans out there from Illinois, I know your city is beyond windy and you have that, that brush of wind just, just sweeping off of the Lake Michigan into your city. If I may say, if you are a fan of wind and you, especially if you are from Chicago, you would simply adore Casper, Wyoming, because we have had, I swear, 85 mile per, per winds, if not 60 to 40 minimum, nonstop for the past, since like Thanksgiving. And it, it's had its moments where it's stagnant and, and, and chill and very low key. But when the wind is howling here, it is just phenomenal. No shit. And when I, yeah, when he says phenomenal, my words is like pain in the fucking ass. It's like horrible. It's, it's horrible, as they say. It's horrible. But yeah, Garrett. That being said, it's like if you lived in Hawaii, what would like be the best you would make of it? Would you like it? Would it be more tough for you to live there, or like more relaxing for you? I hope I. I hope I would 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 find a good 
level of happiness in Hawaii. I think, to me, just being being one of the U.S. states, I feel like Hawaii would be just such a place to endeavor. Um, I, I've been to Europe in my life years ago. I've been to Mexico and Canada. But Hawaii is just, to me, like, part of my uh, bathophobia and, and fear of depth of water really plays in and flying over such a, a wide expanse of of uh, a meridian existence of distance is very intimidating for me. Flying to Hawaii itself would be quite intriguing, um, but when I get there, I would just, I think I would just push myself to kind of feel the culture and kind of have different experiences with people who I find very fascinating, who have lived in Hawaii for so long and of course have a good time if I have the money for it. I always used to think as a drummer and Jack is a drummer as well. It would be very fun fun to uh play music for like an old Hawaiian jazz band in like Honolulu or something. That would be very intriguing. Oh fuck, dude. Hit it right on the nail on that part. Especially on the drumming part. Yeah. Uh, drumming was essentially the first thing that I got good at as an instrument. So I would uh, follow up the answer to that question if I was in Hawaii with them, working with like musicians in Hawaii, as well as like living close to the fucking um, beach and shit. You know, I would just, you know, I envision this whole thing as like a Lilo and Stitch experience. Not where a bunch of aliens invade Earth and try to take my dog, but more like, <laughs> more like, um, just for the vibe of it all. And Lilo and Stitch hit that. Pretty well on, pretty well on the nail with um, Hawaii experience. I just picture it like that. You know, of course, you know, there's there's pro cons to everything, clearly. But you know, you look at the cons more when you love being there. I have high faith, high high faith in Disney and what Disney can portray magically to people of any age. If if there's something that Disney has created that you truly love, I I really feel that. But at the same time, if if there's something out there with Disney, like a Disney movie that you don't like, that makes sense too. But at the same time, it's like everyone has their favorite Disney movie. Everyone has their favorite um, Disney experience. And it's just so, so, so pleasurable to just get to witness the animation and the effort that they put forth oh, with their definitely. movies. It's like, that's a, you know, that's why I was a filmmaker in high school. It's like filmmaking, when you're learning filmmaking, you're learning everything else. You know, you're learning as a filmmaker, you learn music you learn culture you learn history you learn everything else you learn cooking via ratatouille and shit the coup d'etat of the yeah. soviet union just kidding yeah. <laughs> this is like take down stalin said 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 lilo exactly you know there are fanfics and movies that you'd be i guess i'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> it's like no I, I know we i know i just jumped i jumped straight into the fucking uh filming bandwagon but yeah Exactly. Hey, that's another thing. I could be a fucking filmmaker in Hawaii. <laughs> Jack, Jack, what? I have a quick question. Senior. Yes. How do we become wooden ship captains? And also, B, which sea would we sail on? The Red Sea or the Caspian Sea? Ooh, both sound really good. Um, I mean, you had me at Prince Caspian. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Jack. I love it. Jack is always an inspiring character, and I would love to sail the Caspian Sea with him. Hey, I'm one to talk. Garrett, Garrett's a Garrett's a pretty smart fucking guy in terms of like geography and, uh, and pretty much everything. Like I said, I know entertainment, film, and shit, but he knows a lot. It's just like you know, most times when we text, he like pulls up these am amazingly strange but historic facts and just like. No, this isn't just shit from Wikipedia. This is other reliable shit. It's just like, you just learn something from making friends every day. <laughs> I love it. Friends are great, especially you, Jack. Not to mention, if I could sail from any part of the Caspian Sea to another, it would be from north to south because it is such such a longitudinal, longitudinally, longitudinally long sea. Hey. So yeah. Jack would be, would be my captain. Guys, don't judge us. Remember... It's drinks on Jack. Drinks on Jacks. It's uh, it's a drunken podcast. Sometimes we're sober. Sometimes we're drunk. That's why it's entertaining. Whereas it's not like we need to. We just want to. You know, we're just chilling. Who can even say the word longitudinally five times? Latitude fast? and lo oh god! All right, longitudinally. 
All right, this is wait, is longitudinally a word? Longitudinally is a Garrett word all of a sudden. Sadly. <laughs> this is this pilot episode is a fucking dictionary of Garrettisms. It's okay, I can say like latitude and longitude. Hey, should we ch- hey guys, do you challenge me to say it really fast? Latitude, longitude, latitude and longitude and latitude. I'm starting to sound like a mumble rapper. You sound awesome, by the way. You should post that on SoundCloud. That would be dope. Dude, I should, I should like, make a remix of that or something on SoundCloud. All right, should I? Latitude. Can you do it? Can you say Let me it try fast? it five times fast. I'm just going to try to say longitudinally okay. five times fast. Do it. Longitudinally, 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 and I'm done. We all right. <laughs> the random snaps were just because we were in the beat. All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like as fast as Tech Nine. Longitudinally, never mind. I give up. Fuck that. <laughs> Ultimate spy powers activate. It's just like, wow, this podcast is just them trying to talk fast. <laughs> Every everyone loves us, I guarantee it. Especially you, Grandma Jimothy. Yes, thank you, Grandma Jimothy. If your name is Jimmy and you have a grandma, this goes out to you, whoever's listening. We're a bunch of local Wyomingites, so and we just started this podcast, so if this drifts off into space in the middle of the world somehow. That's bound like, to happen, right? It's bound to happen for sure. Ye old, ye old Wyoming pew 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 in the air. Not to mention, Jack, the 2017 eclipse was quite fun. Holy shit! That's when. Oh, I know what you're talking about, guys. If any, I'm pretty sure some of you guys have taken a trip to Casper, Wyoming, because that was the center of the eclipse. It was 2017, wasn't it? We were right on the dot of the alignment yeah. of the eclipse. That was one of the most significant fucking times in Wyoming where people from all over the world pretty much came to Casper downtown to watch the eclipse right there in the center. And I was I was working at a news station that time. I was a camera guy. I was wearing the glasses and the telescope lens just to keep myself safe. And holy fuck, it was a beautiful experience. And the fact that so many people came over, it was just... I loved it. Beautiful, Jack. What were you doing that time? Me, myself, I was a professional mountaineer. I would climb mountains and uh, sell random gold artifacts that I found in the dirt to Russian uh, mafia members. Just kidding. How could you? You gave away their identity. No, I'm just kidding. All of the secrets of the mountain. Almost go <laughs> hush-hushed. Not to mention, Wait, I, was, oh. I was on the base of the mountain during the eclipse, and it was so fun. It was like... A Castor Mountain goes east to west, which is somewhat rare for uh, um, North America. Most of our mountains go north to south, and that's probably why we have such a wind problem. Oh, right, yeah. But it was it was quite fascinating. And when I went pew-pew, I remembered the, the whole eclipse scenario because as watching the town of Casper, Wyoming over the field, I saw gunshots go off and I heard like loud bangs and stuff, like sparks happening from miles away down in the town when I was at the base of the mountain. Quite a quite a fun experience. I also love um, Buffalo, New York, and their hot wings. Amen. Oh, bro. Hot wings for life. Yeah, I was about to say some shit, but my drunk ass just got lost in hot wings. <laughs> it's okay. We have a G note. No. Yeah, enjoy that random harmonica. Wait, we were we were fr- oh, of course we were still friends that time. We met in like way before. Those were the old uh, old times when Jack and I would go out to the lake and party. Yeah, when we would do things at Alcova Lake, one of the one of the biggest uh, lakes in the world, I think. A lot of people stop there. I mean, Alcova Lake, and it's weird seeing like lakes form over time because it's like what could have caused the the escarpments around it in the deep level of of uh, of water altogether. And I think it's just just low plateaus and canyons in, in, that have collected water from river. But of course. Rivers uh, create uh, low low fjords and, and various uh, rivers and whatnot. I wanted to bring up a quick uh, movie topic. Uh, recently, there's a movie out there in the United States and possibly Europe and Oceania and Asia and Africa and India. And also, India is part Holy of Asia. What is wrong with me? So basically, <laughs> there's this movie by Guillermo del Toro, who is a Spaniard, I believe. Oh, no, yes. I love him. He's a great filmmaker. He's made Crimson Peak as a director with many other great constitu- yep. 
um, contributing factors and people who have put forth makeup, artwork, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done Crimson Peak. He's done the, the classical Hellboy movies from the he's early 2000s. He's done Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Na- literally name any movie ever, and he's probably done it. <laughs> I adore Guillermo. And he recently has a movie called Nightmare Alley, which is out, which I think it deserves at least at least at least a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes because it is so fascinating. It deals with carnival con men and whatnot. Um, I, I do not believe that Jack has seen this movie yet, but Jack is a big Spidey fan. Oh no, I I love Guillermo del Toro movies, and I was about to. Oh, this is a more recent film that just released. It has Bradley Cooper, Kate, and Rooney. Oh, it has a good looking cast and shit. If I may say, I I've, I've witnessed Bradley, Bradley Cooper in various movies, and I I am. Still in constant shock of how good he did at at Nightmare Alley as as the contributing main character. Like oh shit, huh? The 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 force and the sheer willingness to be a performer of various um, actors and actresses out there who just want to be on film to me is just so entertaining, so inspiring. And Jack himself is an actor, if I may say, and whatnot. Oh, dude, I'm a huge actor and film freak, so this caught my interest. Mm-hmm. And this is Guillermo del Toro and an amazing cast list. If any of you guys have seen it, comment below what you think of the movie. Because it has some, so far, it has some pretty good reviews and it just looks really good. Once again, that is Nightmare Alley. Nightmare it, Alley. It's sad because I want it to be a 2022 film, but it started, it, it was released, I believe, last month in December, New Year's Woo. Um, and. And whatnot, so it's going to be stuck in the 2021 misery of shame. Oh, fuck! That's when, oh wait, that's when, dare I mention, that's when they took Betty White way before. They took Betty White way too soon, way too soon. Way too fucking soon. She should have lived to 150. So are the fucking memes releasing about it. No, yeah, it was like almost her 100th birthday. You know, might as well, we're going to cheers on this to Betty White. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Betty White. The sound of us clinking. (laughs) You are the golden girl, and you are in our spirits forever. I recently saw a documentary about Betty White. I've never even seen Golden Girls. I mainly, I discovered her in, like, cameos of, like, animated movies and other shows and just saw her as an icon everywhere else. She was a very dedicated actress, and I think that the the part of what made Betty White so inspiring was because she would put herself out there in different realms and kind of try different genres of film, and she was in the acting force in Hollywood, if not other other um, caveats. It would have been cool to see her in, see her in a Bollywood movie as well. Um, she was active for about 80 years in her career. 80 years of raw, just going out there, putting yourself out there, being at the center of attention, and striving to gain the public opinion, and making people happy, giving people comfort, getting to put, put yourself on a show... For real, though, as a supporting character, which who does not only support all of all of, of the roles, fe- the fellow roles in the show, but also all the fans out there. Supporting the fans is primarily the goal, because there's such there is such a wide audience of beautiful people out there who want to be part of our culture. Of course, in yeah. the world. Yeah, definitely, it's fucking beautiful, dude. I love it. I am inspired and equally entertained. Yeah, and that's and I'm definitely gonna get into that fucking uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. Like you know, the most the other one I saw before that was a Shape of Water, and a lot of that's a great movie. Have you seen that? I am ashamed in myself. I have not seen Shape of oh, Water. Oh, it is a great. It's a great movie. It won Best Picture in the Oscars. I know. I know. It's like oh, the Oscars, whatever. It's like whatever. But like, I don't care. It's like I'm just saying. I'm just saying that to describe the significance of it. But no, it's a good movie. It's like um. You know, it's like uh, the fish, the fish guy from Hellboy. Yes, of <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah, it's essentially him. It looks like him because Guillermo del Toro is a visual effects. <laughs> but like, it's a, oh, it's a really mm. good movie though. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it describes a fish. Oh, they, she's fucking that fish." It's more of like a unique romance story, perhaps, and uh, a big fuck you to the judge and judges and deniers of it per se. For yeah. real. Yeah, it's a that's a good movie. Y'all should see it if you haven't yet. It's really good. Something about Shape of Water really entertains me. Um just just the whole presence of the movie and whatnot. I have I've yet to see it, 
but I want to just witness it. And I love that Guillermo always portrays his movies in like a pre-World nope. War II setting sometimes. Dude, for real. I lo- That's what I love about him. It's just like, um, you know, he does like horror movies, sci-fi movies. It's like he does, he goes straight from like a horror action movie straight to a fucking strange love story. It's like that's what makes a, to me, that's what makes a great filmmaker. Mm. Is you know you can switch multiple genres of movies and still be a great director. The sheer aesthetic personability of of each of his movies, and just the uniqueness, the sheer uniqueness of Guillermo del Toro's movies. I I am so guilty, and I'm of not watching Shape of Water. I will literally play this movie right now with Jack while we're doing this podcast. Just kidding, because like we yeah, can like look g- over and be like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we were. You know, we're just audio right now, but if we, you know, if we had a camera and we're just playing this, it'd be like, essentially, it's a movie reaction video as well as a podcast. It'd be like two separate videos or could you be like one big fucking uh, event or whatever? (laughs) Random ukulele note. Oh, wait, that was a harmonica. This is a random ukulele note. Makes me want to go to Honolulu and think about my life. Once again, this is drinks on Jacks is a wide variety of drunken bullshit, um, bullshitting. If that just made sense, <laughs> the sheer amount of bullshitting is what makes it camped and wonderful. One thing though that I was talking about, I wanted to talk about. Um, Garrett and I were in a band. Um. It was actually the first band that I ever got to be in. And, Gary, was this your first band that you got to be in? Or was it... Are you speaking of Upton? Yeah, with Average Dude and shit. Average Dude. We did play at Upton, Wyoming. Yeah, so we were a band called Average Dude back in... uh, We started in 20... Late 2017. Yeah. Legit. And then we, uh, we disbanded in like 2019 or 18, I think. You know, we we were a great band together. You know, we had different shit going on. You know, it was never bad terms. Dedicated. Yeah, we were dedicated. But yeah, it's just we were in a battle of the bands thing in uh, Upton, Upton, Wyoming. Like I said, we're Wyomingites, and it was a the experience was nice, right? It was just the whole the whole creature feature of Upton. Was wonderful. It was about all of the bands. We did have high expectations that we were we were going to show up to a large venue with at least like hundreds of people there. That's what I anticipated. We all anticipated that. Um, lo and behold, the best thing that came out of the experience was we got to camp with buddies in our SUVs. Yep. <laughs> and and we got we got to like like mar- roast marshmallows or like fried eggs that got ash ash in them. No, yeah, it was like a. No, no shit. It was um, it was us, our buddies, uh, Chris, Tyler, and Kyle. You know, you were part of the Triangle and Peace band, and you were part of our uh, average dude band. It yes. was like we were two bands and all around a group of buddies signing up for this band. And yeah, let's start with that. It was like a fucking uh, we had what we wrote. We fucking hit a stake on a fucking a uh, cast cast iron pan. It was just like there's already ash on it and shit. That that is the only way to do it. <laughs> Grill a steak on a skillet in a fire in Wy- yeah Wyoming or Colorado or, or Montana or New Hampshire and have a great great time hiccups. Great fucking hiccups times. It was a great fucking time for sure. It was just like um, you know, it's mostly like the bias was just fucking strange, bro. There, like there was a lot of there was a little bias, and everyone had a good time. I, I, I vaguely remember seeing musicians there that I recognized, but it it was quite a wild road trip all the way. Me and Chris, we were all traveling in separate vehicles. Yeah, I there was a huge rainstorm um, north of Casper, Central Wyoming. Yeah, we, and, and it was impeding. We went from Casper to like Upton. It was like about what three hour over two hour drive. I think three I mean, to four. Hours. I mean, my fucking Kyle lost the fucking tent in the middle of the road, and we already passed. We already drove way too fast. 
And it was like, hey, you lost your tits. Like, yeah, we know we don't give a fuck anymore. We're just driving. We're frustrated. Once we get there, we had a fun time. You know, we had some food. You know, we took our showers, got hydrated and shit. And we had fun playing music there in like the afternoon. But like, um, you know, there wasn't judges, which I wish there was. It was more like a fucking um, crowd participation thing, which, oh, that's perfect. Crowd, parti- crowd participation is great when, um, you know, when there's so many more, so much more people watching this band and then compared to us, average dude playing, right? And not much people were there for that. It's like, hey, who deserves to win? Average dude with little crowd or this guy with more crowd. Yeah, that's why I think crowd participation is a fucking bullshit judgment way. It should be judges and ranked on talent. Yes, I agree, Jack. It was a fun time, though. It was like, you know, we had food, we had drinks. It was fun overall. But, like, Jesus. The main thing was the the timing of the shows was a little bit different in Upton, Wyoming in 2019? 2019? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we all had a good time playing, and I brought my minimal drum set um, to play along. Um, I was with Triangle and Peace, and I did play for Average Dude. That might have been our last show overall. I remember that. But it was it was an okay experience. Um, just camping itself is not for everyone. That is guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, especially... I mean, not for, I'm not a camping guy, so, like, you guys are better... Anyone hearing this is probably better at camping than I am. It's just like, what? <laughs> Can you get a little campy with me? Get a little campy with me? No, please don't. But please do. Please, <laughs> please don't, but please, please do. Please do don't. To many future ad- adventurous projects, I think Jack and I want to end it right about now. So the main point is of Upton is just like, it, it was a good time. Yeah. It was also a shitty time. Yeah. It taught me not to just accept out-of-town gigs right away without knowing full information about it and so on. It was a wild time, and America is expansive and beautiful. So is Siberia. So get to Siberia and witness their bears humping techno artists. Yeah. <laughs> techno artists want to be humped. It's, it's a given. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of techno artists, so that's a given, too. See, so, um, so guys, we, um, we're going to end it here. We really appreciate you guys. Anyone that you've listened, listen to us. You know, we're about um, a few drinks in. It's a, it's almost midnight on this January 1st. And I'm Garrett, I'm happy to have you in this podcast on the pilot. Agreed. Cheers, my friends. And also, don't forget, New Year's brings New Year's, which brings new vodka. <laughs> that is correct. And, um... Uh, This is the pilot episode, first episode of Drinks on Jacks. Keep in tune because there will be plenty more that came from. You know, it's just going to be me and Garrett. Sometimes it'll be just me. Sometimes it'll be Garrett and I and some other friends that we know. The point is, I'll talk. Garrett will talk. We'll all keep talking. And um, Uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys hearing this. Ultimate thrive, ultimate vibe. Thanks for being a fan. You are brilliant and you are made of gold. You and only you. Jack, play off us. All right. Play this off. Enjoy the ukulele.